Welcome back to another edition of Pod Jerky. We are your hosts, Director Awesome, a.k.a. Tom, and... Master Impressive here, a.k.a. Master Impressive. That's how it is. Today we want to talk about something that we found out during a professional development day in our school system. And it was very, very interesting. And usually what we do is we come into school and we are in the library or we're in the staff room and we have staff meetings all day. But because of COVID, we were held on a virtual meeting and we had the pleasure of listening to a priest from Sudan speak to us over Zoom. And the meeting was about faith day and just talked about different things about our faith and having the priest on was was really, really interesting. Uh, usually we tune out of some of the staff meetings because a lot of the stuff doesn't apply to us individually or as a department. Uh, it applies more to the teachers. We are the support staff in the school. So it doesn't really apply to us. So when we heard the priest from Sudan speak... So just to clarify, it's a Catholic priest because we are in the Catholic school board. So Right. We really took interest in what he was saying because just some of the stuff that he said... We have our priorities all in the wrong place in this world. Oh, we have do. all of our priorities wrong. Listen to the story that this priest was telling all of us and why our priorities are where they shouldn't be. Okay, so this priest is from Sudan and he was going over his life and the difficulties that he's faced and his community is facing on a daily basis. We're talking about worrying about being killed at any given moment because they're Christians. So there was one attack they had at their particular compound that they were at. I think it was an area where people could go to a center for any medical help or spiritual guidance. I think they were running a charitable organization through this location, something along those lines. At one point, the priest was saying, and he didn't go too much into the detail of the backstory, but he did basically say that whenever these attacks do come, it's usually targeted towards the Christians, and they usually go after the men. They tend to leave the women alone. That's not always the case, but, you know, the priest was saying that that's how they usually work. So, of course, the men don't want to die. They have no guns. They have no way to protect themselves. And they need to basically hide and also protect the other people, too, because they don't want to associate with the women just in case, you know, they get some crossfire going and everyone ends up dead. So the priest was saying that they were hiding. I guess at a certain point, the women knew where the attackers were in the compound. And what they did was they rushed the priest and a few other men into a certain location. He didn't even go too much into the story of the people doing the attack. But obviously, they were terrorists. Maybe some local back militia that hates Christians. Something along those lines. So they knew where the terrorists were. And they purposely went and got the priest and some of the other men, the remaining men that were in the compound, and ushered them to a safe spot in the compound. This was at the risk of their own lives. So the women knew that they probably wouldn't have been hurt. And what they did is they put their own lives on the line. They provided a human shield. And they were hiding the priest and these men as they were bringing them to this location. So they were bringing them to a car to try and drive away. No, no, that happened afterwards. First they brought them to... Yes, yes. What was it, like a latrine or something? They were, they were hiding in latrines, yes. yes. 
I said, do you want to finish that? So then after that, yes, they had brought them over to a car to try to escape the shootings. And then they noticed that the car had a flat. So what the women did was form a circle around the men so that they could change the tire. And they knew that nobody was going to get shot at there because the people would not shoot at the women. That was just, it was against their belief or against their religion or whatever it was. They do not shoot women and children. So the women formed this circle around them so that they could change the tire, get in the car and drive off without getting shot. And then after that, he also said that they actually escorted them out on the road. So they walked the car out. So the priest and the men inside were driving out and they were walking with the car, forming a barrier around the car. And they, this whole story is just crazy. Like I was sitting there listening to this guy. I was riveted. I was on every word. And I'm thinking to myself, we're here. We're talking about, you know, what size latte you're going to get. Or am I going to have fajitas for dinner tonight? Again, we got our priorities so screwed up here in the Western world. And, you know, I don't feel guilty in the life that I'm living. But we also have to keep in mind that there are people suffering terribly in this world. And it's not lost on me, nor is it lost on you. No. And on a lot of people. But people tend to forget this. Well, when you're, you know? when your main concern in life is, do I need to go out and get the newest iPhone? And their main concern is, are they going to die, die today? Yeah. Are they going to die? You know, where are our priorities? Yeah. Our priorities, we tend to forget, like you said, that there is suffering going on in other places in the world. And it's just, it sucks to have to listen to a story like that and realize that people are going through that in their lives. When we're over here in Canada or the U.S. and not saying that everything is hunky-dory, but my life on a day-to-day basis is not that bad. And it's hard to hear stories like this when you're not expecting it. Sure. Actually, this past year for you has been pretty shit. So, you know. Well, you know, I did have a really shitty past two years. Yeah, two years. Um, Sorry. But at the end of the day, do I have to worry about dying just going to work or going to church or going anywhere that I'm going? Do I have to worry about dying to the extent that they do? I know people have arguments and say, well, every time you get in your car, you're taking a chance. Or every time you walk outside, you don't know if someone has a gun. Sure. But to the extent that these guys are going through on a daily basis, I just, I don't know how they can deal with it. I don't know how they go through with that every day. It's just, it's heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking to hear that story. And my wife was in the kitchen making lunch at that point when he was telling this story. And I just, my, my jaw had dropped and she was like, you're actually paying attention on the meeting? And I was like, you need Shocking, to listen. Yeah. You need to listen to this story Shocking. that this guy is saying, like this, this this priest is saying. You need to listen to this. And I started explaining it to her. And even her reaction was like, oh, my. Yeah. You know, it's things that we don't think about. It's things that we that don't cross our minds because we don't have to deal with that on a daily basis. And I was appreciative of him coming on and speaking to us and telling us that story. I'm pretty sure you were appreciative of it as well. Uh, a lot of people had a lot of nice comments to say after that. Um, they were saying like, you know, thank you for sharing that with us and opening our eyes to what else is going on in the world besides what we think about and ourselves. That's all we think about is ourselves every day. And we're not thinking about what other people are going through and the suffering that they're going well, through. Well, it puts everything into perspective, right? It now, does. that wasn't the end of the story. 
he continued on and he said, this is my every day. He goes, I don't know whether I'm going to arrive alive at my next location or whether if I go from point A to point B, if I'm going to get shot or arrested. And there was one instance where he was pulled over by a government official, probably a soldier or something like that. So I can't remember what the priest's background was, but they were in South Sudan and he couldn't understand the local dialect very well. And so the soldier was reaming him out and things were getting pretty tense. And so at that point there, I'm pretty sure the priest thought, okay, this is it. My time's up here. And at that point, I think it was an 11 or 12 year old girl came in and basically stopped the soldier at that point and told the soldier in the local dialect, this is my father. Leave him alone. He doesn't know anything. He's not a threat to you. Leave him alone. The priest was recounting these incidents that had occurred during this time of suffering there, these constant attacks. And he was basically saying that I can see God in these particular events where I'm being helped in such basic human ways, just compassion and people putting their own safety in jeopardy to save me. Like we're all a community. And so he was saying, even in the most difficult parts of your life, those difficult moments, the times of great suffering, he said, you can still find God in the midst of all the suffering. And hearing his personal account, it was pretty moving and also makes you think that it helps to look outside the box if you can. It's not always easy to do that when you're in the midst of suffering. But if you try to look at it from a different point of view, and try to look for something positive out of the situation that you're in that can help you carry on, you know, carry your load, carry your burden, whatever that may be in whatever situation you are at that moment. And again, you know, I know people have difficult lives. Sometimes their whole life is difficult. Life sucks in general for a lot of people. There's very few that enjoy health, money, clean water, food, clothes, security, just walking down your neighborhood road without getting shot. It's just a sad reality of the world that we live in. But, you know, hearing some of these stories of hope and compassion, it shows you that there are indeed a few good people left in this world. I think that was the most important part of the talk for me. But this priest's story of the suffering of his people and the people that he ministers to, the people in his local area, the sufferings, the deaths, the murders, the attacks, puts everything into perspective at the end of the day. That's it. That's all I got to say. Yeah, and I couldn't have said it better myself because that's that's just what the what the story was about. And uh, I wasn't expecting that kind of a story to come out of the meeting, but I'm glad that we did get to hear it. And I'm glad that it resonated with us and that we were allowed to hear this and be able to share this with you as well as our listeners. This is a short episode because we wanted to touch on just this story that uh, while it was still fresh in our minds of what we were told and how things are in different parts of the world. Not that we don't know, but I mean, just it was a personal story from somebody who lives it, who goes through it and how they overcome it and how they, they think about their religion and how God has been there. And it just it, it was just a really, really moving story for us. We're going to end the episode here. Nice, short, sweet. As always, stay safe, be kind to each other, and we will see you later. Here we go now! Hot Turkey.